0: Hello, Herd, and welcome to another episode of our Clone Wars rewatch here at Nerd Herder. I'm your Herd Leader, John Wayne.
1: And I'm your Herd Mom, Megan. Welcome to the my continued mental breakdown every week.
0: Yes, so if you don't know, uh, we talked about it in our intro last week. We pre-watched <coughs> quite a bit, and uh, basically that was only because we binged and, and after every arc uh, it was, just, it just wasn't bad enough. You just wanted more.
1: <laughs> I, I'm ready to die
0: now. <laughs> uh, oh, just wait. I um, don't want to. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so moving on, um, last week was very political, but, uh, we talked a good bit about a lot of the commentary that those episodes added, a lot of what it represents, I mean, even to, in today's political climate, just a lot of good stuff, and of course, Padme. Yeah. Of course. Because
1: Padme's fantastic. Of course it was
0: great. Um, And so now we're shifting back into some of the action we're more familiar with. And we're getting uh, to spend some more time with a character we haven't seen in a while. And that is Ventress. Uh, It is pretty much all about Ventress. These episodes are about Ventress. uh, And we get a lot of development, a lot of background. And can also have a lot of good conversation about some of the growth that she's going through in these episodes. Because she is growing, Mm -hmm. but I think by the end of it we're going to discuss how she's just still far from where she should be in order to just be her own person a bit.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I definitely really liked these episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, Mostly because we get to see Dathomir.
0: Yeah, um, we get to take it to a lot of interesting places with uh these few episodes. Um we get to see Dathomir, we get to see Sereno and we get a lot of uh introduced culture
2: mm-hmm.
0: um with these episodes. And so there's a lot of new and there's a lot of cool stuff happening and it's all around a very uh tragic, um and interesting story. Um, mm-hmm. you know, for us that have already seen the series and kind of know the direction, we know where Ventress is going. Um but, you know, for you you were kind of discovering as it went. Yeah. And now you didn't you didn't dislike Ventress? No. Um but after these episodes did anything change for you with the Ventress character?
1: I like her more, definitely. Yeah. I like her I like knowing where she came from
0: mm-hmm. and
1: kind of giving context to a character that I already kind of liked. Just now I like her a lot more.
0: Yeah. When I think originally she's cool because she's the bad lady, yeah. you know, she's a cool villain and she's a good opposite to our heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, and But here she gets to be more than just a bad guy. She gets to grow a little bit past that. Um, we'll, sti- we'll, we'll see that she's still stuck on some of her old habits, but uh, we see her start in the direction of growing past that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Hopefully. Maybe. We don't know. You know, I know <laughs> I'm trying to give some symbolism of uh enigma and mystery, but you know if you want to just be upfront about it, yeah, I know where it's going, yeah, you do <laughs> um face. so with that, we start with season three episode twelve, Night Sisters, appropriately named mm-hmm. and the moral for this episode is the swiftest path to destruction is through vengeance, mm. If only <laughs> Ventress had uh, read that. Yeah. Um. We'll we'll come back to some of the ideas behind that, but it's it's very true. You know, we get stuck in a bad habit, uh, in a bad cycle when we start to give back everything that's given to us, and to the point that we're no longer able to progress or grow or improve as people because we're so tied up with giving others what they gave us. Yeah. Um.
1: Also, if you don't call this. Clone Wars Rewatch episode Reventress. I'm gonna punch you in the
0: face. <laughs> I'll mention it. I'm not gonna promise I'll title it.
1: Reventress that. of the Death me. My- I don't know.
0: <laughs> and that's why you're not in charge of the titles.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um no. Uh yeah, I just uh we have to learn to let go of things. We have to learn to Yeah uh, I mean at the end of the day, I wish we all had the power to control whether or not others did or treated others well. Yeah. But we can't. We can only control what we do and how we treat people. Yeah. And so if we are constantly giving what we're getting, we're not improving anything. But mm-hmm. if we choose to be the better people and give better than what we're given,
2: yeah.
0: you know, not respond the same way, or Or not sink down to people's levels, if we rise above things and be better people, then there's progress yeah uh, and hopefully by your example, people will learn but some some people you know they're just they're going to go through life giving crap
2: you yes. know
0: i I wish there was a way to help people realize they don't have to be mean and angry all the time, but yeah. sometimes they they have to go through something to realize that
2: yeah
0: um but you can control you at the end of the day and that's it
1: one of my one my best friend samantha she loves to reassure me with the phrase you don't have to live your life that way Mm -hmm. she tells me that about three times a
0: week (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean yeah you don't have to give what was given and that's the big thing we're going to keep coming back to with ventress in these episodes um like i said if if only she had had this conversation right. uh, beforehand, but uh, if she had, maybe we wouldn't have some good episodes. So, it's a tit-for-tat. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Take it away, Earl.
1: Poor Babby Ventress. Are you going to read the opening? Is there no opening narration?
0: Hmm? Oh, no. I I forgot to put that in there. Well. There's opening narration. Well, then.
1: And it probably starts with,
0: war! <laughs> war! <gasps> yeah! <laughs>
2: What, what is, is it good
1: for? Absolutely nothing. Very good. One. Well, now that you think about it, the Clone Wars really was for naught because the Separatists technically took over anyway.
0: Well, Palpatine created the Separatists only to destroy the Separatists. Yep. Woo. <laughs> it's good for nothing. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely
1: nothing. Um, so, we open on a pretty neat battle sequence. Uh, we see. Uh, Ventress lead leading a ship into a ship battle with Republic forces, and a, and a ship that is very cool, and the design is taken from the two thousand three
0: series. Hey, I'm supposed to talk about the nerd stuff.
1: Well, too bad. Um, so in the middle of all this, we cut to uh Dooku's ship where he gets.
0: Well he's uh he's on Serenno. Oh,
1: he's on Serena He's not there. there.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, we get he's getting a hologram from Darth Sidious. Uh, troubled by Asajj Ventress's growing prowess with the dark side of the Force, Darth Sidious commands 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 Count Dooku to eliminate her.
0: Yes. So, Yay. Um.
1: This seems familiar.
0: Yeah. Well, essentially, Palpatine seemed fine. I mean, Palpatine knew of the assassin,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and she was to serve a particular purpose, and. I I think that he finally started to realize, she might be a viable threat, yeah, um, and and wanted that eliminated because it's one of those things he needed his plan to work perfectly and having her around could be one more thing he had to worry about taking care of in order to fully control uh, the Senate and whatnot.
2: Yeah,
0: um, well, yeah, as you mentioned, um, it's the return of the Geonosian uh fanblade fighter, uh which originated in the <clears throat> two thousand and three series. Ventress even is wearing her same outfit from the two thousand and three series, which is just a really cool nod, um, because it's kind of like harkening back to her appearance when she was first introduced to her appearance when she yeah. ceased to be Dooku's assassin anymore.
1: Good old draftnik.
0: You know, it's it's not her last appearance, but no. as as Dooku's assassin it is over for her. Um, I mean, it's one of those kind of breakups you don't you don't bounce back from. Um, <laughs>
1: well, you're not supposed to.
0: Yeah, um, so it's really it's really nice to see that, and it lends itself to how Dave Filoni paid attention to what came before. Because at that time, they treated the 2003 series as canon. They treated that as what happens. Yeah. Uh, and so it was nice to see that uh, reference there. Yes. Um, now, Dooku seemed genuinely distressed by the Order, uh, by the idea of having to get rid of Ventress. Do you think he was just more attached than he led on to her, or do you think that it kind of ruined his plans to want to overthrow Sidious?
1: Look, having read the Darth Vader comics, everyone's planning to overthrow Sidious. (laughs) Everyone,
0: literally. Yeah, kind of.
1: Nobody likes him, and everyone's trying to throw him off the top of the monkey pile.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I don't know what that phrase was. (laughs) I don't know what I was trying to say there, but, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so it would not surprise me, but also I do think that he got attached to Ventress.
0: See, I think it's just, I think, I I mean, because he does mention to... He mentions to Savage that they could be powerful enough to take on the Emperor, but I don't know if he really believes that. I I prefer to think that it was just about attachment for him because I feel like it makes Dooku Mm -hmm. look stupider if he was planning to overthrow Sidious and in that moment that he had an opportunity to, didn't. Yeah. Uh, I think it works much better for me if he just genuinely believed in his master, he genuinely believed that he was being a part of something that would make the future better,
2: mm-hmm.
0: so forth and so on, and he completely did not see it coming, that Sidious would, you know, throw him out.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, because if Dooku's considering throwing out Sidious, then he knows Sidious has to probably be considering the same thing to him.
2: Yeah.
0: he But he seems pretty, you know, struck when Sidious gives the order... Well, you know, when Palpatine gives the order to kill him, so I, I, th- I think, I think more so he, he liked the idea of having a student. I think yeah. he.
1: This is my spooky child.
0: Right. I think he had a, a strong attachment to her, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think that's why he was so uh, bothered by it.
1: Yeah, I do not ship it. I think that would be gross.
0: No, 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 not in that sense. Oh, when, I know. You know. Yeah.
1: Like it was definitely a. Mentor-mentee relationship.
0: Yeah, and I think there's something of a him almost making up for maybe feeling like a failure to Qui-Gon or something. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I feel like in some way he has motivation to want to be a good teacher, but as we see later, he's not very good at it. No. And there's a reason uh, his, uh, his, I guess, Padawan uh, turns against him.
1: He just likes to shock
0: people. Basically.
1: (laughs) That's all he does. Um, so, at this point, Ventress is engaged in a dogfight with Kenobi and Anakin, and things seem pretty neck and neck at the moment, um, until they are able to force her into a crash landing on one of the separatist frigate. <laughs> yeah. Um, she calls her master for help, but he says that he- she has failed him for the last time and orders the tactical droid in a nearby ship, to have all others fire on the frigate.
2: Ooh. <laughs>
1: you could tell from just her reaction how much
2: mm-hmm. that
1: affected her. Because mm-hmm. we'll find out what... why. Mm-hmm. But, um, so after a brief battle with the Jedi, where her emotions allow her to best them and force choke them both at the same time, which mm-hmm. was cool. Uh the attack from the other separatist ships forced the Jedi to retreat and leave Ventress to die. Yeah. So the, so they thought.
0: It's been a bit bi- it was just a day for her. Oh,
2: poor baby. Not
0: how she thought that day was going to go. Nah, do you think how do you think anything would have been different for Ventress if Obi-Wan and Anakin hadn't left her?
1: I think she would have fared a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think she would have had that much of a revenge in mind. if It's all in how you feed into someone who's hurting.
0: Yeah, well, I, I definitely feel like the worst thing to do in someone that was literally just thrown away like garbage by her master...
1: Is to also throw her away like garbage.
0: Right, it kind of reinforces that feeling a little bit. Yeah. Um. <coughs> I definitely think it would have made her think about the things more... I think it would have given her the idea that there's a p- op- there's another option. Um, I don't know that it necessarily would have completely changed everything for her. Uh-huh. But I definitely think maybe she would have thought twice about the next thing. You know, rather than just rushing into it like, okay, I gotta get my revenge now. Yeah. I think she would have probably felt a little more accepted. Like, oh, okay, maybe I can find... Uh, meaning elsewhere.
1: Hello, Piglet.
0: But I also wonder if... I also wonder how the Order would have felt about it. Like, yeah. hey, we rescued Ventress. I mean, yeah. you know. I oh, mean, hello. she did some bad things, so... Welcome to prison. I, I can't say that necessarily her getting uh, picked up by the Jedi would have been any better. I, I, don't, I don't know.
2: Yeah.
0: I definitely think it did not help for her to get left to die T- by t- both sides, basically.
1: Yeah. Um, surprise! Ventress survives Dooku's assassination attempt. Um, by after being picked up by Junkers, looting the wreckages, uh, she hijacks the ship that they are using to, you know, loot. Uh, she kills them all mm-hmm. in a very cool way. Mm-hmm. We don't see all the deaths, but we do see her in her raw emotional state, mm-hmm. murdering pretty immediately. Um, and she returns to the only home that she knows, Dathomir.
0: Yeah, so we get our first look at the Night Sisters. Um, and this was a concept. Uh, Night Sisters, Sith witches. That's something that's kind of been floating around since uh 1994, mm-hmm. um, when they appeared in a novel. Uh, but Talzin is actually based on concept art for the Phantom Menace. Um, uh, but. Here we get more familiar with them from the mind of George Lucas. He's actually the main driving force behind exploring Ventress and her relationship with the Rule of Two, um, which I I love to hear that sort of thing, that George cared about these characters, because it can kind of feel like sometimes mm-hmm. George cares about George's Star Wars. Like, getting into the other stuff, it's like, oh, yeah, but those are Clone Wars characters. Those are Dave Filoni's characters.
2: Mm-hmm. But...
0: And I think we give Filoni a lot of credit, but I don't think we give Lucas a lot of credit. So it's nice to know he wanted to do this. He wanted to explore Ventress. He wanted to bring in the Night Sisters, and so much more. And Katie Lucas is the writer who brought it all together. And her writing really shines during the healing of Ventress when we get to look into her past and see how she became Dooku's assassin in the first place, from her being given up as a child to protect the clan to being discovered by Kai Nerik and trained as a sort of Jedi, uh, until he was killed. And then she begins on this path of revenge. And yeah. eventually it leads her to Dooku, who oh, is the first person to really kind of believe in her like mm-hmm. her master did. Although yeah. he just wants her for her power. Yeah. You know, he just wants her because she can give something to him and add something to him and mm-hmm. benefit him. I mean, obviously we see when it comes down to it, mm-hmm. Dooku picks himself over her. Yeah. He could have stood up to Cities and said, no, nah, I'm going to keep my paddle Padawan. Um, yeah. But instead he says, nope, bigger picture matters more.
1: Yeah. Which,
0: ugh. Yeah. Well, it's the dark side. What do you expect? Yeah. So what did you think of the night sisters cuz this is first for you.
1: Yeah. I thought they were very cool. Um It's really interesting to see another culture's interpretation of the Force.
2: Mhm.
1: Um, using their force as magic, really. Mhm. Instead of, you know, what we think of the Jedi using it.
0: Yeah, and <coughs> it it's really interesting in I mean I think of Luke's line in The Last Jedi when he talks about, like, the, the Force doesn't belong to Jedi or Sith or anything yeah. like that. And this is one of those great examples of that. And it's not the first, it's not the last, but uh, I just, I, I think of it more now in that lens that it's not just their weird interpretation, it mm-hmm. is a part of the Force as well. Yeah,
1: because if you think about it, there's there's just about as many applications for the Force as there is, like, D&D classes. There's force healers.
2: Mm-hmm. There's
1: force... Uh, just general users, like the Jedi, mm-hmm. as we typically know them. Mm-hmm. There's people who use the force to see the future, like soothsayers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just so many applications of the force. That is a cute cat, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah.
0: Yeah, um, and... It's it's definitely interesting to see, because I think understanding it as the Force even makes it easier to accept yeah. magic, mm-hmm. in a way, because you know it's not magic, it's just yeah. what they call the Force, and they're wielding it in a very different way, though.
1: Yeah. I mean, we basically saw a few episodes ago Quinlan Voss using the Force to see who had used the cup mm-hmm. that he picked up. Like that, It's not that far-fetched.
0: Yeah, well, and, I mean, and that's the beauty of the Force, is it's weird, so if you just call it the Force, it explains a lot. <laughs> yep. Um, what about Ventress's past? I mean, we, br- we talked about that
2: mm-hmm.
0: briefly a long time ago on one of the Women of the Galaxy episodes. Yeah. But, um, seeing it kind of play out for you, um, how did, how did you feel about that?
1: She was a cute kid. A <laughs> cute little bald kid. Uh-huh. Um good to know that she's always been bald mostly
0: well i mean she had hair when she was uh, uh the reason i say sorted of jedi is because kai narek himself had kind of been a stranded jedi and he certainly taught her the ways yeah but at the same time i wouldn't say they were necessarily doing jedi things in the sense yeah i think he was helping her understand the force and her power yeah. Uh, in combat, obviously.
1: Yeah, because we see uh, her as a very young child use the force
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, to, I don't remember, move something to block someone. I well, think.
0: when um, it was after her first... Uh, the, the It was after the pirate yeah. uh, that uh, collected her after he was killed. Which, I will say, I don't think they had as... I don't think they had like a slave master situation. Yeah. I think there was a little bit of relationship there because she kind of lashes out because of his death, mm-hmm. and that's when Ka- yeah Kyneric sees that he's like, "Hey, Force baby, I'm gonna steal that." <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the Jedi.
0: <laughs> well, he essentially rescues her, but it's all—it's a yeah. funny scenario where it's like, is he gonna I check and because s- we know the dead dude there was her pseudo family. Yeah, He doesn't know that because they don't look the same. <clears throat> so he he could have been like, hey, where's someone that looks like you that you belong to? But no, nope, <laughs> he's just like, "Nope, this is mine. <laughs>
1: yep, my baby. Cute
0: baby is mine now. Yep.
1: Yeah, it's, it's so sad.
0: Yeah, it definitely gives a bit more tragedy to her. And it's one of those things where, I mean, the next episode talks more about, you know, evil is taught. And we see that here, too, is that Ventress is evil, but she's not evil because she was born that way. She She's learned that. Yeah. Um, and she certainly discovers the idea of revenge early on when she loses her master.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: it would have been very easy for her to be steered off that path. Instead, she didn't have anyone to help her, so she just went further and further down this path of revenge until it led to her, you know... Running into Duku, yeah, you know, and Duku pushed her continually down that. he probably probably twisted her mind about Kai and, and the Jedi in general of like mm-hmm. you know uh made made the Jedi more of an enemy to her, so that it just fueled that fire
2: yeah
0: uh and so it it's really you know thinking of who she could have been as a hero uh. You know, all the time she could have spent helping people.
2: Yeah,
0: because um, she—I mean, she's strong in the Force,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and there's a lot she could have done to help people. But obviously, circumstances dictated that she went a different direction.
2: Yeah, poor baby.
1: Um. So, uh, we get to meet Mother Talzin, leader of the Night Sisters, mm-hmm. who has a very cool design, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, we get to find out a little bit more of their tribe dynamics. They're, they treat each other as family. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are sisters. That's mm-hmm. why they're called the Night Sisters. Who knows?
0: Yeah. Well, and there's there are specific lineages. It is confusing to track, though, because they treat everybody like family. hmm But not everybody's related. And we'll talk more about that. Uh, well, not really. <laughs> but uh, it's the same with the Night Brothers. It's... Some some are brothers actually and some are not brothers actually.
1: They're the Zabrak, right. Mm-hmm. Okay,
2: making sure.
0: So um so yeah, it's difficult to know when they're brothers by blood or brothers by tribe, mm-hmm. which you could argue argue doesn't make a difference, but in certain lineages it does kind of matter.
2: Yeah. Big
1: Um so Mother Talzin kind of reinforces Asaji Asaj's needed need to get revenge on Dooku pretty immediately.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so she gives her uh resources and help uh sets her up with two other assassins to go and assassinate Dooku.
2: hmm
1: Um in a very cool sequence, uh, she veils Assaj and her fellow assassins in a cloak of invisibility, which is a very cool uh effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and they infiltrate Dooku's palace on Sereno, and even though they fail to kill the Count, their they, their use of captured Jedi lightsabers leads Dooku to mistakenly believe that the Jedi have tried to kill him. Uh, interested in protection, he requests a new apprentice from Mother Talzin.
0: Yeah, so it was actually, even though it failed, it still works out for their interest. Yeah. Uh, because now he's kind of. Well, she reaches out to him. Yeah. Sh- which should have kind of been superstitious, but I, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like Dooku should have been able to be like, well, hang on now, I just got attacked, and all of a sudden you're contacting me out of nowhere, offering me help. Hmm. Mm. But, uh, you know, I mean, he yeah. was, he was blind and disoriented. But. Yeah. I think we got a really cool sequence, even with him blind, um, when he was fighting off Ventress and the other two night Sisters. Yeah, it was a lot of cool choreography and action, and it reinforces Dooku is—he's cool. He's—he's he's not to be taken lightly. No. Um,
1: yeah, we we talked about it briefly in the and uh, while we were watching the episode, the choreography of the lightsaber duel between him and the night Sisters is incredible.
0: Oh, yeah. And, I mean, it shows his power
2: mm-hmm.
0: with the Force that he can sense them so well <clears throat> to be able to fight blind. And it also shows yeah. that a Force user is never really blind. They're never really handicapped. If,
2: yeah.
0: they're, if they're truly connected to the Force, then the Force is an extension of themselves.
1: Yeah, and I think... I might be reading too much into it, but I think we get a tiny little phantasm reference in this episode, the little dart that they use to
2: mm-hmm.
1: blind Dooku looks, it's small, circular, and chroma chrome. Mm-hmm. Which looks an awful lot like the the tool used by the tall man in phantasm. You haven't seen the movie. No, I haven't. I keep forgetting about that. I, I'll show it to you later. That's why I keep saying "boy" like that. Oh, I don't know. There you go. Phantasm's a great movie. You should watch it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it could be a reference, but it It could could also just be a fun similarity.
1: It's just the way that they animated it and the design of it, it looks incredibly similar. Mm
0: hmm Well, and then, uh, I thought it was cool that Ventress used the Force to shoot the dart, essentially. Yeah. Uh, That's a great way of precision. Um, but, uh, But, yeah. I mean, I thought it was really cool. Um... It just... And Dooku should be that powerful. If he was Yoda's apprentice, he should be pretty dang powerful.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: So uh, I thought it was a great way to show him off a bit. Um,
1: Yeah, and his fighting style is... It's very reminiscent of... I don't know if any of you out there have ever taken uh, theatrical classes. Like, theatrical fencing. It's very... His the style of his lightsaber fighting is very uh fencing. It's very fencing. It, like it looks like uh the choreography for the Scottish play.
0: Yeah. Well, it it is uh grounded in fencing mostly because that was what um Christopher Lee was comfortable with. Yep. You know, they they learned very quickly that he was comfortable with stage fencing mm-hmm. uh and Christopher Lee even claims, I'm not saying it's true, but if Christopher Lee said it, <laughs> um, but he, you know, he claims he's probably fought with swords more than any other stage actor or yeah. film actor. I believe it. Could, could have. And, and so he was very comfortable with mm-hmm. a fencing style, a one-handed style. Yeah. And, and so they built that around him, uh, which I think is really cool because it incorporates the actor. Uh, because yeah. it feels more natural. It feels more natural to see... I mean, you see Dooku using one-handed, and it doesn't feel awkward.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing, is when you take theatrical fencing classes, you have to get very comfortable with using one hand instead of what you want to do, which is both hands on the saber, hacking and slashing. It's a lot of precision movements and memorization of the other person.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's what makes him seem so elegant and refined versus other uh, Jedi is oh, yeah. because he I mean he it, it's Christopher Lee so he kind of has that look mm-hmm. and then being able to comfortably use his character in a way that reflects that in everything.
1: Yeah. By the way, do yourself a favor if you've never watched an Errol Flynn film. If you're interested if this uh, saber technique looks great to you, look up Theatrical fencing videos and or old Errol Flynn movies Mm -hmm. because the choreography is beautiful.
0: I will take your word for it. I'm
1: going to show you some pictures. (laughs)
0: Um, But yeah, so that's pretty much our episode, (coughs) though. uh, It leaves us in an interesting place. And so uh, it's, it's a great transition into the next episode now that Dooku's needing some hired help. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mother Talzin is eager to provide, but it's not going to be quite what he thinks.
1: Needs him a chunky boy.
0: Yeah, Uh, And so we will get back to the rest of the episodes, but first, a quick transmission from the Banking Clan. Hey guys, just want to tell you about some good old Amazon deals that you can get in the description of this episode. As always, we have some great links in the description for uh, Amazon Prime uh, 30-day trial. You can check out uh... the standard prime or the various versions of prime that they have to fit whatever your life looks like but basically all of them translate to you getting good deals fast uh... and if you're a frequent shopper of online goods it's definitely worth checking out and give it thirty days try it out it doesn't cost anything and afterwards if you don't wanna uh... use it anymore then you can cancel it but uh... it's worth a free try at least you can also try for free Uh, Audible for 30 days. Get two books free, uh, and I guarantee you'll finish those two books pretty quick in your first 30 days, but, uh, don't worry. After the first 30 days, if you decide to stick with it, then you get a new book every month. Uh, there's plenty of great Star Wars books that you can use those credits for, or other books if you want to broaden your horizons, but if you find you don't have enough time to read uh, and would like to take books with you more, then is a great way to do that and to read more because you're not reading, you're listening. Uh, and then you can also check out some uh, various Amazon deals of the week, but the main thing we want to talk to you about uh, is since we're talking about some things that interact with uh, Dathomir and eventually, spoiler alert, Darth Maul, um, thought I'd recommend to you if you haven't checked out the comic to read Darth Maul Son of Dathomir. It's a great uh, little comic series that kind of talks about Darth Maul's time uh after uh season 6 of the Clone Wars. So if you left or if you're left wondering what happens after uh his initial appearance, then this comic tells you all about it and it takes him back to his home world. Of Dathomir. And so it's a great series um, that answers some questions and raises some more. So I'm uh, going to check out the link in the description for that. Thank you guys for always being patient with our uh, banking clan. We appreciate when you at least listen because that goes uh, a little ways of supporting the show as well. But certainly we hope one of these things uh, sticks to you that you decide to download it. But anyway, enough of the deals in Amazon. Now back to the show. And welcome back. Uh, we didn't go anywhere, but you did. And we are glad you were back from your world of Amazon deals and new and exciting apps and all that good stuff. Now you should be plenty ready for the rest of this Clone Wars rewatch. Um, so now we're moving on to Season 3, Episode 13, titled Monster. Uh, I love just the eerie vibe that that title alone sets up for what we're going to get into and i think the episode lives up to the title the moral uh for it is evil is born not uh, or that 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 i mean technically it's born in this episode but uh evil is not born it is taught I mean, we just talked about that um yes so we get that in a very tragic way with a very interesting character that's introduced in this episode savage oppress uh, and if you thought Ventress was a little bit of a tragedy, uh, I think Savage, uh, he's right up there oh with her. <laughs> uh, but we'll get into that, but, uh, yeah, I mean, ultimately, evil is learned. It's, it's never who we are, and it, and so that means if evil is taught, then good can be taught as well. So. Yeah. That's good for us in the sense of if we find something we don't like about ourselves, guess what? We can learn to be better. Yeah. And based on us being good people, we can teach others too. So yeah.
2: that's
0: why it's important to be good people.
1: Yeah. Whenever I feel like I want to get back at someone for doing something mean to me, I just get like a Mufasa in my head. Remember who you are.
0: <laughs> Is that what Mufasa sounds like? No, that's what I <laughs> sound like with
1: a <laughs> head Shut up. How about that? Leave me alone. Um, so, as we said in, before, you know, the Banking Clan, uh...
0: In the before time. In the
1: before time. Uh, Count Dooku gets, like, a space text from Mother Talzin. Like, hey, you
0: up? Hey. Hey, you up? You need new princess? I don't ship. I don't (laughs) ship it.
1: It's, it's weird. Um, also, something about Mother Talzin that I always, I love, and it's very hard, it's very distracting, is her little... Her little tentacles. Well, they're, behind not, her. they're not tentacles. They're part of her dress. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but I just, I just imagine you looking up, talking to her, and you're just like following Ooh. the, following the sway of the, the collar.
1: I love that. That's she's using like a little bit of the force to just move her, her dress thingies around. Like I wish I had that kind of power. <laughs> I would do it constantly. I, I would only wear the dresses that all little girls grew to hate as mm-hmm. younger children. Where they had like the ribbon behind that you could tie. Mm-hmm. I would just use like a little ink of my power, just woo.
0: <laughs> well, I I I will just say that and it's reinforced with later uh appearances. I've never interpreted her as completely physical.
1: That's intriguing.
0: So you can't that, just
1: drop that on me.
0: Well, I can't exactly talk say more than that, but I'll I'll just I you suck I, based on more of her appearances, I've I have have never completely thought she's there.
1: Is she a hologram?
0: No, um, it it's it's odd, but later episodes we'll get into it more. But we either will. way, either way. Still tantalizing.
2: <laughs> That's the Real or not.
1: <laughs> you decide. Yeah.
0: I will follow her sway fabric anywhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what was the point of that? Never mind. What? I can't get into that right what? now. The little strings on the side of little girl dresses that you had to tie into a bow behind them. Because
0: bows are pretty and feminine.
1: But they're so annoying, and you had to tie them like every yeah, five minutes. Yeah, but how minutes. else would people know
0: you're a girl if you don't have bows everywhere?
1: They'll just have to like chip. I'm through not being serious. By the, the way. crust of dirt on my <laughs> body when I was a child.
0: Get through the crust of dirt, and nerd. Oh, <laughs> well, there's a girl under here. <laughs> Believe it or not. I no, I again. I'm not. I'm. I'm poking fun at. Certain gender stereotypes and The, not being the really
1: dumb things that we had to make feminine. Right. It's already a dress, guys.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> like, ugh, I hated wearing dresses as a kid. But that's not the point of this episode. Um, so, Count Dooku calls upon the Night Sisters, seeking a replacement for Ventress. That was completely his own idea. Right. There was no nudging from well, any side. Well, I mean,
0: he had, I think afterwards he did have the idea, okay, <coughs> I might need to get some. Help around here.
1: Need some muscle.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he really does pull a, a a 180 on what he got from Ventress. Yeah. You know, you went from agile to hulking, basically.
1: Big boy. Um, So, she and her kin seize the opportunity to exact revenge. Uh, Ventress visits the far side of Dathmir, um, and the males of the planet seeking the most brutal and powerful warrior among them, mm-hmm. which I imagine... I don't know, the tallest?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, they're all pretty, they're all pretty similar, similar height. Yeah, yeah. How- I mean, he. I think they were looking for someone with potential. They would yeah. give him the rest.
1: Yeah. I mean, because that's
0: basically what they do. They needed a good foundation.
1: Yeah. I feel like the the dude in charge would have just been like, if she didn't find the one that she wanted that, that day, he would have been just like, well, you killed my people. you're gonna have to wait a little bit longer for us to make some more. We didn't kill all of them. He killed, she killed a
0: lot of them. She killed, like, maybe six. But, I mean, they were just the clans, they were just the clansmen. Like, the, they were, they were the warriors. Uh, But, I mean, she could have easily, there were more of them. I mean, we see that when Obi-Wan and Anakin show up. There's a good bit of them.
1: Yeah, they come out of their huts.
0: But these are the ones who are specifically meant to be full-fledged clan warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why they call them.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, the cool thing about all of this is, yet again, it's from George Lucas. Uh, he wanted to bring ba- uh, bring Maul back. And it was actually Dave Filoni that was kind of pushing mm-hmm. back against that, uh, saying, like, he's dead. <laughs> you cut him in half. You can't go back on that.
1: <laughs> Not only did you cut him in half, you put him down a mine shaft,
0: right? Like he fell pretty far, um, and so. But George Lucas wanted to bring Maul back, so a bit of the compromise was to instead introduce the Knight Brothers, uh, and with them, Savage Oppress. Mm-hmm. Um, originally, Maul was just a tattooed Zabrak, uh, and technically, the Knight Brothers are still a breed of Zabrak, but they're very specific to Dathomir. Uh, and from Maul and Savage's past, we know that the tattoos are done in infancy and aren't related to the Sith, but are rather to their Dathomirian warrior heritage.
1: Ouchies! Can yeah. you imagine trying to tattoo a baby?
0: I'm pretty sure who did it used magic, so...
1: They're already so wiggly.
0: Um, but yeah, uh, I I like that it's less of a Sith thing and it's more of a heritage thing. It's more of a... it's more of his knight brother heritage. Uh, Because I think I think Darth Maul gets so equated with Sith that, you know, what the Clone Wars does so well is it makes Darth Maul Maul. It makes him his own villain, his own person a little bit more. He gets to break free of just being the lackey of the big bad Sith and gets to be more of his own villain a bit. Uh, And part of that is recognizing that no, the Sith didn't Give me this. This is me. You know? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think it's cool to learn that little bit of uh, heritage there. Yeah. Um, What did you think of the the Knight Brothers? Because, well, this is all new for you. This is you accepting this as the way it is.
1: Well, a long time ago, we had a conversation about the Clone Wars and you finding out that Darth Maul is one of my favorite characters before, you know, I was a big fan of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You kind of let slip. Hey, Darth Maul has a brother.
0: Yeah, well, and I I don't think yeah. that's super that's huge. Weather.
1: I didn't know his name. I didn't know I didn't know who Savage was, mm-hmm. which can I just say. It takes everything in me every time I mention him not to call him sausage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Sausage.
0: Sausage. <laughs> 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 I imagine that's what they called him in grade school <laughs> oh, But
1: Savage, really cool name Very, very cool name
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um, I was very disappointed when I found out that we wouldn't be seeing my trash son
0: Not yet um, Yeah, they really sparse him out And I, really, once you get on the other side of all of the mall that there is you're yeah. you're gonna have a hard time believing he was in so little episodes i think he's only mm-hmm. in like eight episodes maybe it, it feels like you spend so much time with him yeah uh and so it's and ultimately we'll be there before you know it yeah uh and if then we keep
1: going on like this yeah
0: you'll we'll be there before you know it and yeah you're gonna it it's it's very satisfying i'll say that yeah um
1: we do get to meet Ray Park and Sam Witwer at Celebration, I'm tempted to buy a shirt that just says My Garbage Boy with a picture of Maul
0: <laughs> You might have to get that made. I don't know if that exists. Yeah. Um,
1: My son lives in the garbage.
0: But yeah, I, um, I like this better than I like this better <clears> than <throat> him just being a Zabrack. It gives yeah. a very, very interesting background for him to come from this sort of heritage. It explains a lot It also brings up a lot of questions, but overall, I think it adds more to his character than him just being picked up from, you know, a normal group of Zabraks and you know whatnot. I think it it works to his advantage to be of this very specific group.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, the only other Zabrak we really saw before this was what's his name. He's a Jedi. What's his name,
0: John? <laughs> well, there's two of them.
1: Well, yeah, you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, we've seen Zabrak's a bit. Um, yeah. There's Eeth and Asian Kolar, who are Thank Jedi, um, and there's Sugi, the bounty hunter, and so forth. Right. We've seen uh, Zabrak proper's. I forgot um,
2: about
0: Sugi. Zabraks from Erdonia. <laughs> uh, but and they they have. They don't have a full head of horns,
2: Mm-mm.
0: necessarily. And uh, they have the ability to grow hair. And they have some, like, natural lines to their face. Yeah. Um, some natural features. But so fa- really, if you find out... The only similarity, really, between Maul and your typical Zabrak is the horns. Yeah. Um, so knowing that it's not just some weird, crazy tattoo. And it's not just... Like, it seems so, like, weird to think, like, okay, so you became a Sith and that's what you decided to do with yourself. Yeah. You know, to know it's a little bit more natural to him... Yeah. Uh, it, it, like I said, it just...
2: Yeah.
0: I think there's a lot more about this hair, this background for him that works better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and And just... so...
1: They look so cool.
0: Yeah, they definitely have a very, very cool design. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so we get that interdiction of sausage. <laughs> um, Talzin has Asajj secretly select a warrior from the distant neighboring Ni- Night Brother village. Uh, after ca- after completing three tests with the clansmen, that word has changed quite a bit. <laughs> Apparently. To me. Um, We get kind of like a... uh, I'm trying to think of what it's like. The three trials.
0: Well, um... The... Goodness, I'm trying to remember. I know the second one is... Oh, so the first one is... She just has them attack her.
1: Yeah, and she basically. kills off a lot of them. No,
0: she just kills two. Oh. Uh, you you really play up her numbers in this.
1: Well, I, uh, <laughs> she knocks down a lot of them. Uh,
0: then the second one is, uh, it's at night, and she attacks them. So it's meant to test their senses and reaction in that one.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, and then the last one is much more physical combat, and
2: mm-hmm.
0: so it tests their... Uh, senses, their physical prowess, and also their combat knowledge. Yeah. Um, really the only one that Savage... Well, he does good at Trial 2 and 3. The first one, he doesn't really do anything.
1: Yeah, he he spends his time in the trials protecting his little brother, Feral.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which, it, it's a cute little name for a kind of a... <laughs>
0: Right. He's like a feral chihuahua.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we, Yeah, that's all we see Savage doing, really, in the trials, is protecting his little brother and, mm-hmm. you know, trying to keep him from either getting picked by Ventress or getting killed by Ventress. Right. Because, you know, understandably, he doesn't want to... He doesn't want to leave his brother, but mm-hmm. also he doesn't want his brother to get killed. Um, But in the end we see that Savage is not evil. He's just trying to protect Feral. And ultimately, Savage and Feral are the only two left in the last trial.
2: hmm
1: And Savage kind of... Uh, Ventress is going to kill Feral. And Savage kind of gets in the way and is like, Hey, don't kill my brother, please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, take me instead.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'll do whatever you want. Um... And ultimately, Savage is proven to be a capable warrior and leaves with Ventress. Uh, we get a very, a very interesting sequence where mm. uh, Mother Talzin puts Savage to sleep and then lays him on a table, and through some kind of dark magic, um, they they turn Savage into a hulking warrior. Yeah, <laughs> like eight foot nothing, trying and just huge. Um, Imagine a tank. That's Savage. Right. (laughs) Um, And they make him ultimately loyal to Asajj Ventress. Mm -hmm. To prove his loyalty, Ventress has Savage kill the brother that he had been working so hard to protect Feral. Um, In a scene that just, ooh. Ooh boy.
0: Ouch. Yeah. Um,
1: She then delivers a press to Dooku where he will serve as his secret Sith apprentice in a plot to overthrow Darth Sidious. Darth Sidious. I called him Dark Sidious. (laughs) (laughs) It's like when someone we know calls Darth Vader Dark Vader. It just, ooh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dark helmet. Um, (laughs) What did you think of... Because the promise is a great warrior like Darth Maul, and then we get pretty much anything but that. But we're constantly focused on Savage. Um, What did you think of his sort of uh, introduction and uh, and his bringing into the Ventress plot?
2: It
1: is incredibly sad. Because he was forced into something that he probably did not want to do. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to protect what could have been his only family or the only member of his particular tribe.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, in the end, not even recognizing Feral mm-hmm. because of this manipulation of the Force to make him do this great hulking tank of mm-hmm. a warrior. And then snaps his neck. Yeah. <laughs> that, that scene is the first one in a few like, arcs that really got me, like, oh, this is a kid show. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I can see that. This is
1: tsunami material.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, It, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Our cat just fell. <laughs> that
2: was funny. You'd be
0: laughing, too, if you were here. Don't judge us. Um, like I said, you know, when you're kind of promised this Darth Maul-like warrior, yeah. and then you see... You really got a group of weaklings, and then there's Savage, who could, could stand out, but he's so tied to his yeah. brother. Um, Which you could
1: really see immediately the difference in their design. Like, Savage is very angular, and his tattoos, or his markings, are very... You see the cuts more clearly. Uh, his eyes are a lot more narrow, and his horns are a lot sharper. Mm-hmm. You look at Feral... His eyes are huge and dreamlike, and just so precious for this world.
0: He he's definitely softer. Yeah.
1: His horns are smaller and less angled; they're more curved. Mm-hmm. Good job. Well, <laughs> and way.
0: he's also voiced by Dee Bradley Baker, not Clancy Brown. So,
1: yeah, could have called that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Clancy Brown does a great job of. Oh yeah. Uh, both playing Savage and Savage-Oppressed when he becomes much more monstrous. Yes. Um, Clancy
1: Brown, boy howdy, does he have a range?
0: Right. Like, he's Um, not just
1: Mr. Krabs, y'all.
0: Yeah. And so, yeah, uh, yeah, I I really like, you know, I mean, I like tragedy, so I enjoy this story Mm -hmm. um, just because it further enforces the bleakness and hopelessness and... Just sad tragedy of the dark side. Yeah. You know, because here you've got an innocent brother pulled into this, and he's killed the only family he's known, you know, like you said. And it's all to serve a plot that he's not even involved in.
1: Yeah. Also, I like how when they need a character with a really deep, gravelly voice, it's either Sam Witwer or Clancy
0: Perlman. Or Ron
1: Perlman sometimes. I was
0: going to say, I would say Ron Perlman over Sam Witwer. I don't think Sam Witwer does that. I think he does... Maniacally evil.
2: True. I wouldn't say he died deep
0: and gravelly, though.
2: Yeah. Um, Gravel
0: boy. But yeah, it was a good way to introduce um, uh, Savage. Yeah. And it, it, it's a good voice for Savage as well.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Savage is quickly put to the test and is sent to eliminate two Jedi at a Republic outpost. Uh, when he arrives, we see droids already engaging the stronghold. And... Oh, boy. <laughs> I know I've said that a lot this episode, but oh my gosh, um, the hulking Savage plows his way through the Jedi Master Halsey and Padawan Knox. Um, he kills them both brutally, like the monster that he has now become.
0: Yeah, it was a good, quick way of introducing. Okay, this is Savage now.
1: Yeah, and he has like this. I'd call it a mace. Uh,
0: well, it's it's kind of an axe staff, um, and although With we never mace. get to see it. Uh, <laughs> At the tip of it, it actually has a fireable spear. I don't believe we see that, at least. Like um, as in... Like, like a harpoon. Action. Sick. Um, but I, again, cool I don't toy. believe we get to see that. Um, but yeah, it well, it's kind of a glaive-like weapon. It's very appropriate for him because it's a very heavy-bladed yeah. weapon, so... Yeah, it'll as much cut you as it'll cl- club you.
1: Yeah, we see Savage running through the crowd of droids, swinging this club, mace thing, mm-hmm. and just ruining.
0: Yeah, I droids. mean he he just <laughs> he he he's a great example of how monstrous the dark side can be. Yeah, you know he is nothing but raw, unrefined power.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's kind of the task that Dooku takes on is yeah. refining that a little bit. And he's not good at it. we'll yeah, we'll see that <laughs> in the next episode.
1: He's really he's not a good dad,
0: but I would argue that that reinforces that it's not natural to him. Yeah. He doesn't know how to control his power because it's not his power. He's not he's not used to power. He doesn't want power. He just wanted really a simple life unbothered, you know
1: with his brother
0: yeah and you know now he is used as this great and powerful weapon for someone whose cause he doesn't believe in I mean you know we even see that now he's working for Dooku which is another another person telling him this is the way it is and this is what you should do and blah 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 and all this other stuff it's just like everyone's decided for him what his path is mm-hmm. and he's expected to follow through like an obedient little monster Uh, and, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that turns out. So, but I did, I did enjoy this episode. I love the idea of being like, hey, you like Darth Maul? I mean, and I love that they tease Darth Maul so much in the sense of, like, hey, what if you could have another Maul? Uh, and so it's really intriguing to get a whole village of them, but also to get his brother, spoiler alert, that shows up and kind of steps in that place. Yeah. But it's also interesting to see, evil doesn't come natural to Savage. Yeah. So, um, now if you read some comics, you'll see evil was also taught to Maul. He wasn't completely evil. I won't say he wasn't evil at all. I think there was a little bit of evil in Baby Maul. (laughs) That's just me. (laughs) A
1: little bit spooky.
0: So... But, um, so on from that, we go to Season 3, Episode 14, Witches of the Mist, which is just a really cool title.
1: Not gorillas, witches. (laughs)
0: Um, The moral of this episode is, the path to evil may bring great power, but not loyalty.
1: Not responsibility.
0: Uh, Yeah. Uh, Well, and it goes to kind of what, you know, we recorded our solo episode uh, for Patreon earlier today, and, you know, you talked about how the thing about train heists and heists in general is they always end in betrayal because everybody wants the whole pie, not a piece of the pie. Yeah. And it's that same way when you start to get power. Once power is introduced, people kind of tend to want more and more and more if we're not careful. And usually that means we'll push other people out of the way for that. Yeah. And that's all we see out of the dark side. You know, it seems like, well, why why does it seem like every dark side person... It's trying to overthrow their master and all this other...
1: Because that's the na- that's the nature of the
0: Sith. Right. They want the most power, but they don't want to give it up. And that's what's so interesting about like Darth Bane, who wanted to give it up. He wanted to pass it on, but only to someone who could prove they were more powerful than him by killing him.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, and so Bane is a very true Sith in a sense that, you know, he believes in passing on what is learned... Yeah. Also,
1: if you think you hear a tiny motorboat in our living room...
0: It's a cat. It's
1: just the cat who purrs really loudly.
0: So, uh, in the very beginning of this episode, we get um, a great reference uh, for longtime Star Wars video game fans because uh, we see that the body of the Jedi that were killed in the previous episode are being delivered and they're being escorted by Republic commandos, specifically Mm -hmm. Delta Squad. Uh, Boss, Sev, Fixer, and Scorch from the 2005 video game Republic Commando. Really, 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 really great game. Mm. I love that game. Um, The clones are all played by Tamara Morrison. It's a really cool plot. A lot of fun to play if you like uh, first-person shooters and whatnot. And so it was really cool to see the nod of the Republic Commandos introduced you know, we had previously gotten ARC Troopers, which was a nice little nod. Even though aspects of ARC Troopers were changed, we still get fundamentally the same cool clone characters. But here's a nice way of saying, hey, there's Republic Commandos you love. <laughs> they exist.
1: There's Republic Commando.
0: I said Republic.
1: Okay. Um. Yeah, so after the death of the Jedi and footage of the enemy, who looks a lot like Maul, uh, to the point where Racist. Obi-Wan's yeah, Obi-Wan's like, uh, uh, I killed that guy. <laughs> because
0: because only one horned tattoo man can exist in this galaxy, apparently.
1: Yeah, I feel like Eth Koth should have been in the background like, Obi. It would have been interesting. That's racist. Uh, well,
0: basically they couldn't do that because they used their um, resources to create the Republic Commandos for these episodes. Uh, <laughs> so they couldn't throw Eeth Koth in, but it would have been interesting to have a actual zabrak in on yeah. the conversation cuz they spend a bit of this talking about like wait, he's a zabrak. I thought they came from Iridonia. And Yoda's like, "No, th- the these come from Dathomir. That's where you have to go."
2: Yeah. Um
0: it would have been interesting to have an actual zabrak say, "Oh no, the our people talk about these zabrak, but yeah. we don't associate with them. <clears throat> They're of a different breed." Yeah. <laughs> it would have been interesting. It it would it would have almost been like a whole like wait, are these people not, like, your people? No, that's a whole different clan. We don't associate yeah. with them. Obi-Wan. They come from a different, uh, different side of the fence.
1: We don't all look like Obi-Wan.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, I thought that was really funny where it's like, really, it has to be Maul. Obviously, it's not Maul, dude. <laughs> Maul was not eight feet tall.
1: First of all, he's got legs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, the next to time they fair. see him, he has legs, too, so.
1: Lots of them. Um, mm no, that's right. Never mind. Uh, so, uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan are sent to track down the mysterious figure behind the deaths of several Jedi, and quite a few droids, might I add.
0: Yeah, so we're led to believe it's been a bit of time, because we next time we also see Savage, he's training, he has a lightsaber now, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, we find that Dooku has been training Savage in the ways of the dark side. Much as he did with Assage,
0: Yeah, now, the interesting thing is, if we go off of the idea that the... in Which, <coughs> I think we share a similar headcanon in that the 2003 series exists. Yes. It doesn't, it's Legends, yes, but in our headcanon, we keep it because we like it.
1: Yes, also, Savage and of Ventress, their ship name is Sassage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. There's your sausage. Um... If we're if we keep with those events, we know that when Ventress is introduced, she pretty well proves she's connected to the Force. Yeah. Savage is introduced. He doesn't really show evidence of floating rocks or anything like that. I mean, he's just kind of a big hulky monster. But Dooku seems to think that Savage can use the Force. And spoiler alert: yes, we see he uh, he does. But what do you think that Knight Brothers and Knight Sisters are naturally force sensitive and that's why he believed he could do these things, or do you think it's just natural intuition on on Dooku's part?
1: Ah, uh, I think it's a little column A, a little column B. Um obviously it seems like the Knight Sisters are more trained to think with the force a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Not to say that Knight Brothers aren't ...connected in any way. Because, I mean... Dathomir seems like a very force-heavy place. Yes.
0: Um, I think think it could be... I, I didn't think about this until this time... ...but I do think it could be just latent force connectivity.
2: Yeah.
0: I think something about... ...those people, male or female, on that planet... ...somehow have a connection to the force. It could explain why... Maul is so uniquely powerful in the Force, and I think it could explain why all Night Sisters seem to have this connection to magic.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's not it's not like, oh no, you <clears throat> know, uh, Talicia, you go sit in the corner, you can't do hexes. Talicia. It's like, ha ha, Merida can't do hexes. Like, no. Talicia
1: and Merida, where are you getting these <laughs> names?
0: I don't know, they came to mind. Have you
1: been on the baby names Pinterest <laughs> again? Uh,
0: but it's like, you don't see them. You know, excluding yeah. them from the Night Sister games. Like, yeah. everybody seems to be involved. So.
1: Ventress, the Red Nose, Sister. Could,
0: it could be that maybe the Knight Brothers are led to believe they don't have this power. Because yeah. you look at the Knight Brothers versus the Night Sisters, the Night Brothers seemed a little bit more impoverished, a little bit more archaic. Yeah. And Whereas the Sisters seem much more refined and powerful. And so I think that. They have that connection. They just don't know it yet, mm-hmm. and so now, whether Dooku just simply believed that or could sense that, or I mean, because it's one of those things. It almost seems like Maul was or uh, Savage was just pushed into being a Force user. Yeah. Like if you don't really give any thought to it, it's like, why are you making him lift rocks? Has he ever shown an you know an ability to do that? Mm-hmm. Um...
1: Also, it probably would have turned out better for Savage if he was just... If Dooku just let him be a big, hulking monster with a large stick. Right. Because, like, have you learned, Dooku, from your last apprentice? Yeah. Have you learned, like, Force users that work with you don't turn out very well?
0: I mean, basically. They
1: turn out stronger than you. <laughs>
0: Well, and that's the thing, is he's powerful, just unrefined. And so Dooku's working to refine him. With lightning. Yeah, basically.
1: Yeah. It's like the, uh... The, what's it called? Uh... I don't even... I don't even remember.
0: <laughs> anyway. I like when you tell me stories.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. So, yeah. Uh Dooku's training essentially is torturing Savage until he gets angry enough to do what he's asked. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Sounds like a very Dooku method of teaching. I wonder how many times he poked Qui-Gon with a stick.
0: Well, I was going to say, it's really interesting to see that and wonder how... I mean, is he training that way because that's how he was trained? Or is that just his approach now? What was he like as a Jedi teacher? Yeah it's it's really interesting to think about because knowing he was a former i mean it makes sense for him as a bad guy but we know he wasn't always a bad guy so
1: yeah like is this how he thinks is the that's the only way that savage is going to learn is through pain and suffering because that's kind of how he learned to use the dark side in a way maybe
0: maybe i don't know i think it was i mean sorry it makes for a, a, an instance of mm-hmm. oh, you you know, you feel bad for Savage. Yeah. But it also is kinda it's kind of curious around his character because again, he's not inherently a bad guy, so
1: Yeah, and we see that what the kind of teacher Qui Gon is. Very right. patient, very helpful.
0: Mm-hmm. Ugh. It's interesting to think mm-hmm. about. It's it's very contrasting, I think.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so, back to our main few. I didn't mean to rhyme there. Um, <clears throat> Obi-Wan and Anakin uh, travel all the way to the Night Brothers village, uh, where they are immediately kind of ambushed.
0: Well, I mean, Not yeah. very effectively. <laughs> they don't have tattoos. Get them! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, and Obi-Wan just like... This one Wait. has a
0: magnificent beard. What should we do with him?
1: <laughs> Obi-Wan <laughs> lifts up his shirt, and he's like, Look, a butterfly.
0: Um, oh, my gosh.
1: And uh, a... <laughs> love satin. I hate
0: that I get that reference.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. They get told... Well, Anakin, being himself, kind of ambushes, in turn, their leader, tutor, yeah. the guy... Their friend, their mm-hmm. buddy, um, and they tell them about, "Hey, go see Mother Talzin. She knows more than we does."
0: Mm-hmm. When well, I think it's <clears> interesting <throat> that they say uh, she took one of the males as a mate. She took, or she took Savage as a mate. Gross. So it's interesting that they think that's what happened.
1: Yeah, selective. Ew. Do ew? Is that that's- why she's called Mother Talzin? Because she's everybody's mom.
0: I wasn't going to that aspect. I was just gonna say that kind of it, people seem to get hung up on the fact of where do boys and girls come from on Dathomir. Is that kind of explains it? Yeah. They they meet for that circumstance, and that's kind of it.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean. Makes sense. They. I mean, both both sides would want the clan blood to continue.
2: Mhm.
0: So, but I don't think they. I don't see them believing in, you know traditional relationships since like yeah. they're not going to get a white picket fence home and after all like you know they hope for either a new night sister or a new night brother to continue the lineage and if it's a brother they drop it off in the middle of the forest like you know the ice people in uh, Game of Thrones you know yeah. I mean that's where they get the that's where they get their people from
2: yeah
0: you know abandoned babies in the woods so i feel like that's where the night brothers get their you know new brothers yeah is if it turns out to be a, a boy, oops, I'll leave him in the forest.
2: <laughs> oops.
0: Right, and just try again until it's a girl.
1: Yeah, I've said it before, but could you imagine giving birth to a Zabrak?
0: I mean, as because long they're as it's born feet with, first.
1: Exactly, like they have to be, because they're born with horns. Well,
0: and that's what's interesting, is I wonder if there's a an natural anatomy to orient that. Yeah. I, I'd have to imagine so.
2: Mm. mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, what was it talking about? Yeah. Mother so Talzin. after some convincing, Talzin tells Obi Wan where Savage is. Yeah. With like not a lot of prodding.
0: <laughs> well, I almost wonder if she was just. Uh, I I think two it's... scenarios. I think either she was like okay, more Jedi for him to kill, mm-hmm. or maybe they'll bring him back. Because Talzin seems to have her own motives for Savage.
1: Yeah. We
0: see that at the end. Yeah. Like, she seems to have her own idea of what his destiny is as well.
1: Yeah. Um. So, Savage is in the Toydaria R.S. Yes. That was a dumb joke. I am sorry. No, you're not. Um. Dooku has tasked him with bringing uh, King Katunko back alive. Uh, king Katunko is, you know, the Toydarian king. I, yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> that we saw earlier in one of the Jar Jar episodes.
0: Well, all the way back in season one.
1: Yeah. Um, Dooku is still likely bitter that Katunko sided with the Republic and planned to force him to help the Separatists. Uh, Thanks to the info from Talzin, Obi-Wan and Anakin arrive and interrupt things. And in the struggle, Savage uh, kills Katunko in what did not seem like an accident.
0: Well, I mean... He
1: he straight up snaps his neck.
0: Well, basically he kept escaping and he (laughs) lashed out. It was one of those instances of, like, I want him to stop escaping and stop moving, so I'm gonna kill him. Yeah. I mean...
1: Here's the thing, Savage... Killing people doesn't make them like you. It just makes them dead.
0: Well, he wanted him to stop. Yeah. He he stopped. Yeah. Permanently.
1: Yeah. Um, on Savage's way out, he destroys the Jedi's ship and heads back to the frigate in orbit. Uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin pursue the to- a Toidarian ship when Opress returns to Count Dooku uh, after the unsuccessful assignment. Ventress strikes. Hmm. And also, the reveal of Savage having killed Katumi Katinko is kind of funny because just the door opens to his dead body. And Dooku's. Well, I mean, he's been
0: dragging him around the whole ship. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And Dooku's just like, what?
0: Yeah. Well, he's he's a little bit more angry than that. Yeah. But yeah, so basically, from the hangar to Dooku's little corner of the ship
2: yeah he's, he's been just been dragging. dragging
0: the whole the <laughs> dragging him the whole way
1: It's very funny. it's a very funny visual if you don't think about it
0: too much well, it's good thing there were no open wounds that would track blood throughout the ship at least right? you know
1: um so with oppress at her side, she attacks duku and oppress's loyalty is fleeting however, and duku Do- and Ventress discover that this new apprentice has a will of his own, which was not planned for. Well, not by them, at least. Uh, In anger, both Ventress and Dooku... At both Ventress and Dooku, he lashes out. Uh, Dooku escapes, and Ventress pursues. But before Savage can as well, the Jedi arrive. Dun-dun-dun.
0: Yeah. Um, So what did you think of the irony that Ventress did to Savage? Basically what Dooku did to her.
1: Well... If you don't learn from the past, you're doomed to repeat it on other people.
0: Mm-hmm. Very true. Yes. When I think it's f- real funny because Dooku... You know, when Savage starts <clears throat> to... Basically, he's on... Dooku knows he can't really hold up to him. So he keeps putting him down. Yeah. Uh, you know, to the point... You know, and Ventress keeps saying, you know, get up, get him, you know, do something... And Dooku kind of teases her of saying like you know a failed student is you know an example of a bad master kind of thing. Yeah.
2: Well. Well,
0: you should know. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: you should you should you should know something about that. But, you know, it's it's funny for him to say yeah. that and not. You started this cycle, bud. <laughs> basically, um, and yeah, and that's the thing. Ventress just passed on to exactly what she you know. Coming back to our first episode, Moral, you know, she gave what she got.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: She got a bad master who only used her, and that's all she was to Vin- to Savage, is a bad master that used him. And ultimately, he gets to a point where he's done with it, he's sick of it, and he just wants both of them to go away. Because both of them are, you know, both of them are berating him and ridiculing him and, you know... It, it, he finally gets to break free of the control. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. So, Ventress fails in killing Dooku and flees yet again. Um, Savage can't best the Jedi and is only made more furious when Dooku orders his droids to attack him. Uh, he manages to escape, though, and returns to Mother Talzin, uh, and she gives him a new task. To seek the Outer Rim uh, for his long lost brother, Maul.
0: Yes. (laughs) Maul. So, I mean, you kind of saw it coming, but.
1: Yeah, I was very excited though.
0: But imagining this for the first time, that was. that was a great reveal of, you know, hey, Maul's still out there. So George Lucas gets what he wants. Uh, But, unfortunately, we've got to wait until season four uh, to dive into that goodness.
1: Yeah. I was disappointed with that. That I had <laughs> I to know. wait till long. I, I know. I was ready to whack well, you with something. And what was
0: funny is you were even like, okay, yes, next episode. And then I'm like, you know it's not going directly to Maul, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jerks. Um, we, we still, uh, obviously we still watched the next arc because it was Mortis, so yeah. you were still, it was a nice consolation prize.
1: Yeah, bring me my trash son. Please. Um, I can't wait.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a really nice episode when we get to finally dive into that, and talk about that.
2: hmm
0: But, um, yeah, uh, overall, really, really good episodes this week, and I think you're gonna continue to hear us say how good these episodes are, because, I mean, basically that's all we've got from here on, is good episodes. Uh, and so, it's nice to see more of interest. it's nice to learn more about Dathomir and its people, and that great tease of Darth Maul at the end—just lovely. So, anything else you want to add?
1: Um, Junas Satamo, who played Chewbacca in Solo and the Star Wars films after that, he was the answer of a question on Jeopardy last night.
0: Yep, saw that. That's cool. That's, that's pretty, it's so funny that people (laughs) don't seem to necessarily know when they end up on Jeopardy. Like, Ryan Johnson got a screen grab of when they mentioned The Last Jedi, and it's like, so you're not going to mention to the guy that made the movie that his movie's showing up on Jeopardy? Yeah. I always thought they had to, like, ask certain permissions. Yeah, I thought so too. I mean, because they, they full on mention mention Eunice. Yeah. And it's like, so they get to just say your name and Mm -hmm. not ask. Yeah, I feel like that should be illegal.
2: It's
1: like
0: uh, I'm just kidding, by the way.
1: Yeah, uh, what's his name? Chris Hardwick. He was an answer on Jeopardy not too long ago.
0: Yeah, you think you think the person would want to know? Yeah, I'd, uh, that's that's all I'm gonna say. But yeah, yeah. So um, guys, hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to let us know uh, what you enjoyed about these episodes and what you liked about Night Brothers and Night Sisters and all that good stuff. And let us know how excited you are for Maul to be coming back. I mean, he already came back, but, you know, in our rewatch. Hasn't happened yet. So, um, yeah, so in order to do that, make sure that you find us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff to stay up to date on future episodes and also all of our meme posting and all that good stuff. Um, We do have a YouTube channel that you can go ahead and subscribe to, and pretty soon you're going to be seeing some cool videos up there so if you like us in podcast form and want to see us as well then head over to youtube to check that out it's a great way to get extra nerd herdiness um, and in the meantime though you can head to our patreon page uh, first we'd love if you'd consider supporting the show if you uh, listen regularly and want us to continue to be able to deliver quality content and deliver even more content then Uh, what would help with that is your support. And in return for your support, we give other cool nerd-herdiness, including uh, the most recent 10 Things episode uh, that's going up this weekend, all about Solo. It's 10 Things We Love About Solo. Uh, And so uh, check out our Patreon page to find out how you can get that and other goodies by supporting the show. Thank you to Rebecca on Patreon for supporting the show and for helping make these episodes happen. We appreciate you. Uh, and yeah, so we'll be back if you're not going to check us out on Patreon over the weekend uh, we will be back Monday with Monday Motivations. Going to go ahead and let you know our main show is going to happen next week, but it's going to happen late so what that means is next Friday you will get our main show and Clone Wars rewatch um, that is because uh, we are uh, interviewing um, special guest Michael Morisi, author of the latest Star Wars Adventures mini-line of Flight of the Falcon comics. Uh, We're going to talk to him about that and other great uh, writing ventures that he's had over the years and all kinds of good stuff. And in order to make it all work, since uh, he has a busy schedule, we have a busy schedule, Friday was the day to make it happen, and so instead of postponing the main show since we've uh, prepared for it, uh, we'll just move it a couple days instead of a whole week behind. So, you're still getting a main show, but you're getting it on Friday. But, if you go over to our YouTube channel over this weekend, we'll be putting up videos there for you to check out in the meantime. So, if you miss us Wednesday, then you can just head over to YouTube and check us out. Uh, can you think of anything else?
2: Um,
0: no. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, enjoy the rest of your weekend, guys. Uh, don't forget about Patreon, all that good stuff. If anything, we'll just... Be back in your ears on Monday with Monday Motivations um, and, and help you to start your week right and all that good stuff.
1: I'm climbing inside your ear as we speak.
0: Yeah, it's comfy in here. Um, you should really um, thank you for uh, thank giving, you giving us your ears for the past hour or so, uh, and I hope you enjoyed this Star Wars content here. I have been your herd leader, John Wayne.
1: I've been your herd mom, Megan.
0: Stay scruffy, guys, and may the Force be with you.